This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, I'm Jason. I'm Cynthia. This is episode one of a new podcast. And before we get started, we thought we would tell you a little bit about who we are and why we're doing this. So we're investigative reporters here at the San Francisco Chronicle. And a few months ago, uh, we started digging into one of the biggest stories that's playing out here in San Francisco, which is the story of the cleanup of the former Hunters Point Naval Shipyard. Right. The shipyard is a Superfund waste site. And we understand that stories about environmental cleanup can be a little bit intimidating, uh, maybe feel like eat your vegetables. But this is a really big story. It's about the San Francisco housing crisis. It's about politics and power. It's about environmental racism. It's about fraud. And uh, it's also about American nuclear history, because in 1946, at Bikini Atoll, the Navy exploded atomic bombs, exposed all these ships to radioactivity, and then they dragged those ships back to San Francisco, to the shipyard. And that's where a lot of the contamination at the site comes from originally. And uh, it's been there ever since, right? Yeah. And basically, ever since, the Navy's been trying to clean it up. And there have been really large problems with that cleanup, particularly recently. And that's really the focus of our series. And we're going to start with today's episode, which is about a group of police officers who actually worked inside the shipyard for about a decade. Um, they got in touch with us. They said they had a lot of crazy experiences there. We started talking to them. And what you're going to hear now is uh, a visit that we made with them to the building on the Superfund site where, where they worked for a long time. So thanks for listening. Uh, this is episode one of Toxic, Building 606. They're in the white hazmat suits cleaning up the dirt, and you know we're doing our jogging through the shipyard, and they're looking at us like, hey, what the hell are you doing in here? Mel Batista is a retired San Francisco police officer. He was part of the department's Honda unit, officers on dirt bikes, and he was stationed at the old Hunters Point Naval Shipyard from 1997 to 2009. He was just a cop in shorts and a t-shirt, getting his fitness work in. So why was he running into workers in full hazmat suits? At first we thought it was funny, but then we're going, holy smoke, you know, what's, what's in this place here? What was in the place was dirt and dust. And in portions of that dirt and dust, there were radioactive and chemical toxins left behind by the Navy's atomic bomb tests and Cold War experiments. In 1946, the U.S. military exploded atomic bombs near a fleet of 96 ships. The secret tests were done at Bikini Atoll in the South Pacific. Anchored in the sheltered waters of the Bikini Lagoon below is an array of almost every type of naval vessel used in the past war. The Navy wanted to learn more about the harmful effects of radiation. Tied to the decks of the ships in Bikini Lagoon are samples of mechanical equipment and articles of every type and description that the Army and Navy used during the past war. Different animals have been placed aboard the ships to substitute for military personnel. There's the target. Bomb away. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. First you see a blinding flash. Then comes the hemispherically shaped cloud that expands rapidly. Just the results stunned and scared those who were there. Live pigs on board keeled over and died. The ships became so radioactive, they could no longer be used. Some of those ships were towed to the Hunter's Point Naval Shipyard in San Francisco for decontamination. At the time, the shipyard was a center for radioactivity research. Workers tried sandblasting the ships, but it didn't work. The contamination just got spread around. Because of that radioactivity and other industrial toxins, the EPA declared the shipyard a federal Superfund site in 1989. By definition, a Superfund site is one of the most contaminated places in the country. The Navy was anxious to get rid of the land, and the city was eager to clean it up and build housing there. And so, a $1 billion cleanup effort was launched. Enter the San Francisco police. During the cleanup, the Navy was leasing out pieces of the shipyard. There was a railroad museum there, artists, a skateboard company, and the city rented a large building for the police to use. Starting in 1997, the department transferred more than 100 officers and civilians to the shipyard, taking advantage of the cheap rent and wide open spaces. The cleanup went on around them, disturbing the soil and spreading dust and mud. Richard Tong was in the Honda unit at the shipyard. The taco division people drove their cars through it, rode their motorcycles through it, trained. You know, is that something to be concerned about? I'm Jason Fagoni. And I'm Cynthia Dizikas. And this is Toxic, presented by the San Francisco Chronicle. Chapter 1, Building 606. I think most of the time we were just kind of kept in the dark about a lot of things. Massive cleanup scandal at the old Hunters Point shipyard. Companies' building surveys have been falsified. You just assume that it's safe. where we are driving right now. Right now, this is known as the uh, Palou Gate. We just entered through the Palou Gate, which is the, the back gate to the old Hunters Point shipyard. Former San Francisco police officer Mel Batista is driving us to building 606 on the former Hunters Point Naval Shipyard. And 606 is right past this building off to the right. Building 606 is a big place, 90,000 square feet flanked by palm trees. It's surrounded by abandoned warehouses in the southern end of the shipyard. The entire site is a little less than one square mile, and it's shaped a bit like a human left hand. The police building is at the bottom of the palm. 
Batista worked there as part of the SFPD's light motorcycle unit for 12 years before the unit moved out in 2009. Last month, an officer emailed me after he read a story we had done about contamination at the shipyard. Since then, we've interviewed more than two dozen police officers who were stationed at Building 606. We also filed public records requests and obtained hundreds of documents related to 606 and its surroundings, including leases, emails between public officials, and decades-old Navy archives. This spring, we went to Building 606 with half-dozen officers who used to work there. For many, it was the first time they'd been back in years. If you don't know San Francisco, and even if you do, you probably don't know much about the shipyard. It's in the southeast corner of the city, near where Candlestick Park used to be. This is industrial waterfront San Francisco, a long way from tourist attractions, the world-class restaurants, and the headquarters of tech powerhouses like Salesforce and Twitter. Most sightseeing maps of the city cut off four miles north of here. We were saying when they had the first Gulf War, I said if they ever had a satellite photo of this place, thinking this was still a military operation, they'd say, forget it, this place looked like it's already been bombed. But in 1996, the city saw the site as an opportunity. Cheap space for large and growing police units, including the SWAT team, dart bike unit, K-9 unit, and crime lab. City officials, especially Mayor Willie Brown, saw the move as first step in transforming the shipyard from a derelict wasteland into valuable real estate. They cut a deal with the Navy. San Francisco agreed to accept the long vacant Building 606 in as-is condition. The police union fought the move, but the city gave officers a stark choice. If they didn't want to go to the shipyard, they could transfer out of their units. Their basic thing is, if you don't want to go out there, you can just leave the unit. We'll send you somewhere else. That wasn't really a choice for many of the officers. Their jobs were considered some of the best on the force. Batista waited 15 years to ride the light motorcycles. Paul Suiaco and the other former officers who returned with us to Building 606 also talked about how long they waited for these choice assignments. This gentleman here was 56 years old when he took the training. I was 54. We were the two of the oldest guys who took the training. It took us how many years to get up there because the job is we really wanted the job. It's the most coveted job in the police department. So I, waited, you, I waited 26 years. Yeah, well, yeah, 26. 26 yeah, I waited 24, 25 years for me. You know, and it's like you don't want to give that up. The, it, it, it's one of the best units that was ever, ever, ever designed for this department. When the police first arrived at Building 606, the Navy hadn't cleaned anything. The place had been sitting vacant for years. The air filters were encrusted with dust and gunk from the Superfund site. And when the ventilation system was flipped on, that dust was pushed through the building. Some of the officers started to get sick complaining of headaches, rashes, and coughs. These issues were documented by industrial hygienists who were stationed there to keep an eye out on the cops' well-being. The city cleaned the ventilation system and said there shouldn't be any more problems. But over the years, the cleanup intensified around them, and the shipyard became chaotic. Trucks and construction crews spread mud and hauled soil throughout the site. The Navy evicted other tenants, telling them it wasn't safe to stay, but the city kept telling the cops that everything was fine. The officers shared memos with us where they documented their concerns. They told grim jokes. You didn't need to use your headlights at the shipyard, they said, because at night you glowed. And they wondered, if everything was fine, why were they told not to drink the water? I mean, I was afraid to take a shower. You, you, can, you can drink, you can shower, but you can't drink the water? 
and they never explained that. No. They didn't know it, but their new office in the shipyard had been built on top of an old Navy laundry facility once used to wash radioactive clothing. Soil in some areas near the building was found to be dangerously radioactive, and the city hygienists discovered that the tap water was initially polluted with lead and other chemical contaminants. There also were problems with the cleanup. Multiple government agencies now agreed that the Navy's main contractor at Hunters Point may have manipulated or falsified data for years. That company is called Tetratech. It denies wrongdoing, saying that all problems with the data were caused by what they call a cabal of rogue employees who broke federal law. Two former supervisors hired to clean up radiation at the Hunters Point shipyard in San Francisco have pleaded guilty to falsifying reports and are headed to prison. Tetratech said the problem was fixed, and it stands by its work at Hunters Point. We asked all the agencies involved with the building for a response to our findings, and they all say they believe Building 606 is safe. They say proper reviews were done, safeguards were put in place, and no police officers have been exposed to anything dangerous. Mark Madsen was a SWAT team member at Building 606 and a representative with the police union. He said he wasn't able to get solid information about what was in the soil and air and had to trust the government agencies. You know, there's a general feeling that if if we're going to be here and we're doing the work that we're doing, that you just assume that it's safe. And the people that are supposed to take care of you, the administration and the city officials, they're saying that it's safe. And so most of us believe that. Then we started looking around at some of the fences and some of the signs and noticed little radioactive warning signs. And then as years went by, people were out cleaning with white suits and wearing masks. And we never had any of that. So we just kept working out here. Nine years ago, the city started transferring some of the larger units out of Building 606 to Potrero Hill. It's more central, better for response time. It's also not a Superfund site in mid-cleanup. That cleanup is now a scandal. The EPA and two state agencies say that nearly all of the radioactivity measurements taken on some of the largest pieces of the shipyard may have been faked or manipulated, and the data can't be trusted. That calls into question whether some of the land already declared safe is dangerously radioactive. Tetratech has disputed this analysis, but the Navy has said it will retest many areas of the shipyard. All of which has left the police officers who worked in Building 606 wondering anew about potential exposure. Running and going back and forth while work and then showering, you know, the water, you know, with the water uh, being contaminated. And then God knows when it was windy with the the dirt blowing around, you know, especially on a bike because we didn't have the cars to roll the windows up. With our private cars, you know, we were taking that stuff home, and I always wondered what was what was, you know, what was in that dirt. And you said, you know, who knows? My wife is washing my uniform. You know, who knows what she, you know, what's on the uniform and stuff. So it's, uh, it's. I'm kind of nervous about this. Since leaving Building 606 and retiring. Several officers have gotten cancer. No scientific study of 606 veterans has been attempted, and no data suggests that cancer rates in this group are higher than normal. But still, they worry. 
Richard Tong. I'd hate to think years on down the line that I come come up with some type of disease, cancer or whatever. It's, it's, it's a legitimate concern, I think, for everyone that's here. Anyone who's worked in this building, it's a legitimate concern, their health in the future. Up the hill from Building 606, 300 homes have been built on land that was transferred to the city in 2004. The area is known as Parcel A. People now live and work there, and when development is complete, there are supposed to be more than 10,000 homes. But the State Department of Public Health now plans to retest Parcel A for radioactivity. Live in a house here? No. Oh. Oh, I, would oh, not, no. I would not buy out here. Knowing what's under, knowing what's here now, no, no way. Building 606 is just one part of a much larger issue. The Navy had land all over the Bay Area, not just Hunters Point, but Treasure Island, Alameda, and elsewhere. In this series, we'll be looking at the challenge of cleaning up these old sites for new generations. I always thought the city took care of the people who took care of the people. Why aren't they taking care of us? Toxic is written by Cynthia Dizekis and me, Jason Fagoni, and produced by King Kaufman. Executive producers are Fernando Diaz and Michael Gray. Music in this episode includes Cylinder 4 and Cylinder 5 by Chris Zabriskie and Five Piece by Black Ant. We use these under the Creative Commons Attributions License. Follow continuing coverage of the cleanup scandal in the San Francisco Chronicle and at sfchronicle.com. And follow this show on Twitter at Toxic Podcast. Toxic is an ongoing investigation. Episodes won't appear on a regular schedule. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you get every episode. I'm Cynthia Dizekas. And I'm Jason Fagoni, and this is Toxic. Toxic.